Hello everyone, I am Violet Howe. And I am Todger Kendall. And we are here to open a dialogue. So uh, this is our new podcast, An Open Dialogue. And we wanted to just basically start with an introduction of why we want to do a podcast. So um, we definitely, I think everyone at this point is, has been hearing about podcasts, the popularity of podcasts. Um, I did a little bit of research and 44% of Americans have listened to a podcast at some point in time. So that's almost half the country, including 12 million who listened for the first time last year. And um, the number of women who are listening to podcasts is a growing percentage. They, um, they actually bumped up last year the number of women who are listening to podcasts. And, and most of them who listen, listen on a monthly basis. So it was something that we wanted to explore. And I think that it, it kind of tags on to other social media, in my view, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think, I think we see people um, discussing podcasts on other social media sites and it becomes a jumping off point for for conversation for, for dialogue I for agree. open dialogue I yeah. agree yeah. Um, as authors I think that we definitely use social media as a tool in order to connect with readers in order to connect with other authors and I think that you know beyond that as women as friends as as you know mothers as, as part of the community we all use social media as a way to um, connect with other people but also a way to kind of explore topics to find out more about topics um, to kind of open a dialogue on on things you know to be discussed so I think that it was a natural progression for us. We both enjoy social media. We enjoy engaging with people on social media. So I think it was a natural progression for us to do um, a podcast. So definitely, and it and it also I think um, I think podcasts let us know what other people are talking about that we may not, you know, that, that we may not know what's going on in, in the the wider world that that people are you know finding important and. I think so too. I definitely think so. And I think with a podcast more so than, um, you know, a tweet, you're limited to the number of characters <laughs> or where with a, you know, a Facebook post, like you want something to be very concise. And I think with a podcast, you can actually have that discussion. And um, one of the things that, that I like about a podcast rather than just, you know, even, even with a Facebook comment, even though we have our little, you know, ready-made emojis we can put with it, there's so much more that you can tell in the inflection of someone's voice, the tone of someone's voice. I think that you can really um, understand where someone's coming from and, and have a more in-depth conversation when it's not in a text format. So that's one of the things I liked about podcasts. Yeah. Um, I think for you and I doing a podcast together, um, our relationship has grown. I think that we, we knew each other in a business sense and we've become close friends. And I think that as we have spent time together, including a, a marathon road trip. I how long this road trip was now. <laughs> I, was, I swear it was at least, I don't know, it was at least like 84 hours in two days. Like I think we, we literally went through some kind of space-time continuum <laughs> where time expanded. But I think that um, one of the things that always interests us interest me about our relationship is the diversity of our topics that we're mm -hmm. interested in. We cover so many different topics and, um, true. and we love to talk. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think pretty much any topic you give us, we could have a conversation on yeah, that. We have opinions. We do. And, and our opinions are important. Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. Um, and I think, again, as, as authors, as moms, as women, as friends, um, I, I think that, that, 
you know, this is a way to connect with people on a wide variety of topics and to be open to people being able to contact us with, with their thoughts or their questions, be able to contact us with topics they want to discuss. It's funny because we decided to brainstorm a list of possible topics and it like grew immediately. I don't think we have any shortage of things that we no, want to talk don't. about. No, so. we don't. And every day I, something kind of pops up and I think, oh, this would be a great this would be a great podcast. We should write this down. Somebody should write this down. Yes. Um, one of the things that I respect and enjoy very much about our relationship is that we are able to discuss things. Even if we have a difference of opinion, we're able to respect mm-hmm. each other's opinion, um, listen to each other with respect and kind of, you know, hear the, the flip side of the coin. And that's something that moving forward, I think would be very important for us in the podcast. If we have a guest or if we have people um, who are emailing us with comments or questions that, you know, we definitely want to, put it as a place of respect Absolutely. and a place of, of diversity and having an open mind to other people's opinions. Yes. Yeah. In this day and age, I think that we're quick to, um, to glom onto people who think the way that we do. And I think that uh, the only re- way for us to move forward as a society, as a culture, as a country, as a world, dare I say, is for us to have respect for other people's points of view. Even if we don't agree, we need to at least hear them out and, understand. I I completely agree with that. And I think, too, that I don't have to agree with someone for me to be be able to understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, their life experiences, their their position, um, their job, their family, their situation may be different from mine to a point that, you know, there's a valid reason. They have a completely different opinion than I do. And so I think it's easy for us to listen to someone and give some sort of, you know, respect to that point of view without taking it personally, just because they don't agree with me. So, and we just, you know, we, we are amusing and and we are, we are, we are, you know, really, it would be, it would be a disservice to the world to keep our conversation just between us. And and we've said this several times. We have said this several times that like, sometimes like the things that we say and do people need, People need to hear this stuff. Um, There's genius happening here. But no, in all seriousness, we both have very active uh, reader groups on Facebook. And we absolutely love our our people that we interact with within there. And and they seem to receive pretty well us us doing things together and the way we play off of each other. So we would hope that um, we can continue connecting with our readers and, and also Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. And uh, this was this was, was something I was thinking about looking over our, our topics was that the good thing is that not only do we have um, things that we enjoy that are similar, but we also have things that uh, that we enjoy outside of um, outside of our, our relationship that that we bring to each other, yes. you know, that, that there are things that you do that I may not necessarily want to do or can do, right. but, but I enjoy hearing about them from your point of view. And I think the same thing is true. We, we can kind of bring things back and say, Oh, I did this and I learned this and I read this. And it's nice because it kind of um, expands your repertoire, expands your exposure. Yeah. And I, and I definitely think that's a, a, that's part of a really good reason of doing a podcast is this is a way to share with other people 
experiences. Um, you know, I, I may listen to someone who has traveled somewhere or done something or had some experience that I may not be able to personally have in my own life, that I may not be able to experience that personally. But in, in, in a podcast, you can kind of experience that. You can hear about it. You can um, listen to them and listen to their viewpoint and listen to what their takeaway from it was and feel like you've gotten some part of that experience. So I think that's a cool thing. So um, as far as our our mission uh, to come up with a, a, a mission statement for this podcast, I know we talked before, obviously, we want to entertain people. Um, we want to open a dialogue, hence our name, and um, just really enjoy connecting with people. We want to meet people. We want to learn about others, kind of learn about experiences that they're having, learn about other cultures, learn about other lines of work, um, learn about other people's beliefs and be able to engage in meaningful conversation. And some of that may be funny pop culture topics, or some of that may be movies we've seen, but some of that may be some more serious issues where we can really kind of delve into those and have meaningful conversation and hopefully meaningful takeaway. Yeah, there's going to be balance because, you know, there, there's certainly things that we bring to each other and say, oh, did you hear this? I about died laughing or, uh, but then other things that we say, did you hear this? I'm so angry. I'm so upset. And, and so there, it, it's like anything else. There is a wide range of emotion. And I think that there's some really fun topics we have to discuss. Yes. And then there are some more serious things. And there's some things that are um, possibly very timely to this particular era. And then there's things that are um, more relatable to everybody and, and no matter what what age or or experience correct. you have so correct um, another thing that we want to do is make sure that we're open to questions and input um, we would like to hear from the people who are listening so we always want to make sure that we give you an avenue to reach us uh, with any questions that you have or if you have a suggested topic that you would love for us to discuss or love for us to do some research with then that's something that we would would like to hear from you so um, I'll give you that address later as well, but I'll go ahead and tell you, you can reach us at an open dialogue one. That's the number one at gmail.com. So an open dialogue one at gmail.com. And um, even though our line of work is books and all things books, and we will definitely be discussing books and all things books, we want to expand it beyond that. So I, I would say no topic is off. Limits. Exactly. Topic. So that's, that's absolutely true. And we should probably say a little bit about who we are and, you know, what we write. It's possible. Now, I don't want to shock you. Are you, are you <laughs> sitting down? People, not everybody listening may have heard of both of us. This is true. So why don't you tell me your name and... Audra Candle. I am an author and have been published for seven, almost seven years, and I write romance um, under several subgenres: contemporary, a little bit of paranormal, military, sports, small town, new adult. Um, I have a lot of books out. Do you have cozy? 
Do I have cozy? Yeah. No, not really. No. no. So I hit on the one thing you yeah, don't have. Yeah, you hit the, the one thing. I really, <laughs> I really like, uh, I really, um, I really like writing um, a little bit of books that are books that tend to go towards the hotter side than cozy. I think isn't cozy usually like sweet? sweet? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily. My ha- mine are sweet, but they also are. You know, the 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 doors do not close. Yeah, mine either. Yeah, no. Mine either. I'm, I don't do good with the closed door. I, I don't get my writing doesn't get ex. Explicit, um, and there's and there's like language that I don't I don't use explicit language, but you definitely know what is going on in the bedroom door is not closed. I feel like I feel like the physical aspect of a relationship is very important to that relationship building and important to the to the romance and to the vulnerability of the couples, and so I show that in my writing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So and uh, yeah, I, that's I'm on all vendors. Anybody is looking for me, and I'm on Facebook and. Twitter and Instagram and website and all that fun stuff. All that fun and stuff. you. And t- tell us a little bit about you. All right. Well, obviously, from what I just said, I also write romance. Um, my name is Violet Howe, and I've not been published as long or as frequently as my mentor, Tadra Candle, but I'm working on it. Um, I write romantic suspense slash mystery, and I also write romantic women's fiction. And I think in all of my stories, I try to focus on the female character's journey, like whether that be a journey that she's having and finding herself or coming to terms with something in her life or working through a mystery, no matter what that is, I try to focus on the female's journey and also on those relationships that are around her. Um, one of the reasons that my writing leans more towards women's fiction is that I do not believe that our romance exists in a vacuum just by itself. And I think that our friendships, our family relationships, our work relationships, all of those things factor into who we are and how we react to things. And so I try to include those. So um, my books always have a a variety of relationships in them. And um, I have um, a new book that's coming out in August. That is the second in the Cedar Creek series, which is romantic suspense slash romantic mystery. I say both because it's it, it, the book does have suspense in it, but there's also a mystery to solve. And it's not like the traditional definition of mystery where, you know, you have the dead body and you're trying to figure out who done it. But there's definitely a mystery. It's not a, a mystery. Element. Exactly. Her, her, right, exactly. But there's a mystery element. There is a romance element. Mm-hmm. There is a paranormal element. So a little bit of everything in that line. Yeah. Well, so. it's nice this day and age that we can kind of toss things together. When I started writing the uh, the Recipe for Death series, I invented the word power mystery. Yeah. And, you know, I, I Amazon kicks it back every time and says, I've misspelled the word. <laughs> no, I've invented it. It now exists. So, yeah, I like the idea of mystery with a, um, an element of paranormal. Well, I think one of the nice things about today, writing in in today's climate or in today's publishing world, is that we can write whatever we want. And um, you no longer have to fit into those narrow little shoeboxes where, you know, it it fits one definition. And I like that. I think that, you know, I, I think all of my books have, um, you know, a bit of that women's fiction in them. All of my books have romance in them and, and, you know, that there's different elements that we pull in from different genres. And I think that's very nice in today's, in today's world of, of 
online publishing and ebooks and everything else that we can really expand and write the stories that we want to write without having to worry about whether or not it fits a, a tightly woven definition. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and because I would say my books, some of my books kind of veer a little bit towards women's fiction because I really feel very strongly about the characterization. I write character driven books. Yes. Um, I, I, the plot is there. The plot's important. The journey is always important, but um, they are definitely character driven and the characters are the most important elements to me. So, uh, but, but I call it romance because really the love story is the, is, is the focus. So love makes the world go around. Yeah, apparently so. Oh, well, I think a lot of, even um, a lot of, you know, mainstream books that, that you, that you see or that you read and, and they're not necessarily branded as romance, but they, you know, a lot of times they'll have a romantic storyline because romance and finding love is, is one of the key experiences, one of the key human experiences that we have. So yeah. I think that's why it comes through. In a lot I, mean, of I think I, I could be wrong, but I, I think Gone with the Wind was even uh, labeled as a romance when it came out. And if you read that book, the romances are important, but they're not really the story. No, I mean, the, you really know, the story not. is really her, you yeah. know, her character and her survival. Do you know what's odd about Gone with the Wind? I, I grew up loving the book. You know, I grew up in the Deep South and I grew up loving that book and, and viewing Scarlett O'Hara as somewhat of like a, a, a heroine. And it's really funny because as an adult, probably five or six years ago, I went back and and, uh, and read it again and have a totally different view of her. Mm-hmm. She really is not a nice person. And, and you know, I, I still can respect everything that she did to survive and that she was a very strong character and a very driven character. But... Um, yeah, I no longer look up to her, or I no longer feel like I want to aspire to be like her. Well, so I really have a different view of her. Scarlet is the person who does all the things that the more noble people do not want to do. I mean, when I, you I, think I, about it, um, she, she, I mean, spoiler alert, if anybody hasn't read Gone with the Wind, she uh, kills the Yankee so that Melanie doesn't have to. She, um, you know, makes up with, uh, to, to uh, Rhett Butler, so that they can get out of Atlanta when Atlanta is burning. Um, she marries her brother's or her sister's uh, uh, fiance to save Tara. Um, I, I she, think pretty much every time she marries, there's an ulterior motive. Like she marries yes. as part of a, right. a plan to get from point A to point right. B. Right. Well, with, with with her first husband, that was definitely a knee jerk reaction to being right. angry. Right. Yes. But yes, her all of her subsequent, both of her subsequent uh, marriages were for that. But she does the hard thing. She does the things that nobody else will do. They would rather starve than do it, or they'd rather be killed than do it. And they know it. I think they know it. I mean, I think Ashley, she does things that Ashley wouldn't do. And he sits back and lets yes. her. Melanie, I, I think she's probably the... the um, She's probably the strongest character in the book, but I think she's yeah. also the character with the strongest sense of self-preservation. She's yes. going to preserve Scarlet at all yeah. costs. So um, Melanie has a very quiet strength about her. She's also a very strong character in a different way. But Melanie's strength is always focused outward toward others, whereas Scarlet's is, is you know, always inward focused. Like her, her goal is self-preservation, and she really doesn't care who, <laughs> who falls to the wayside with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's very true. 
That is very true. She, um, Melanie, I think, is the only one who really recognizes the truth about Scarlett and, and can see it, can look at her and see it and still love her. And that's to me, is, is one of the most powerful things about Melanie is exactly what you just said, that she sees who she is and accepts her and still loves her. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most powerful gifts that we can be given in life is for someone to see us, flaws and all, exactly as we are, because we all have those flaws. And really? still, well, some of us have fewer than others, oh, okay. but that can, that can see those flaws and still accept us and still love us. Um, not even with a goal of changing us, but with just accepting us as we are. And I think that's a, that's a wonderful I gift. That's true. I think that's true. I think that's what we all really want. I think we want, I think that's really, and especially in this day and age, and we, we think that we're spilling our guts on social media every day, but what we're still looking for is to be known. I think that is really one of the deepest human needs is to be known. And maybe that is another reason why we are doing this podcast. Yes. I love how you brought that back around there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. And I think, um, I I think part of being known that that desire for what we see as unconditional love um, is also part of the reason that we write romances because that's kind of a key tenet or a, or a key theme in, in most romance is that there's unconditional love there, that, the, you know, the hero is going to love the heroine no matter what she does to screw up. Um, and, and I think that's one of the appeals of romance is that, you know, being known, being accepted and, and having unconditional love. Exactly. And that's, I think it can be in different forms, uh, even within romances. There can be friendship love, there can be parental love, but it is that, that unconditional element is... Is key. That's one of the reasons that I, for me personally, I have to have a happily ever after. If I watch a movie or I read a book and they don't have a happy ever after, I'm, I'm like, I'm pissed when I get to the end because like, no matter what you put them through, I want to have some sort of faith that love is going to overcome all and there's going to be some type of happily ever after. I mean, it, it can be a temporary situation. It could be a happily for now. An HFN. Right. Yeah. But I want to know that, I, I think it's hope. You know, I want yeah. that hope that love is going to overcome and that um, in the end, love is going to, to win out, that there's going to be happily ever after. Well, that's interesting that you say that, though, because you liked um, La La Land, right? I loved La La Land. Well, I don't, I have not seen the whole movie. I was in the house when my kids were watching it and I saw the end. Do you think that qualifies? Yes, very much so. And, and we need to add this to the topic list because that, that movie in itself is a whole, is a whole topic. But I think that there are multiple ways for our lives to have happy endings. And I think we may not get the happily ever after that we originally thought we wanted, um, we may not get, you know, the, the happily ever after that, you know, that we dreamed of, but I think there are multiple happily ever afters in our life. And I think that, you know, as a person who, um, you know, has, has had a, a marriage fail and, and gone through the, the pain of that and gone through the acceptance of, of what I thought was going to be not working out. And then being blessed by having, you know, a second marriage and, and being able to kind of have another chance at love. I, you know, I think that's why second chance romance does so well, because I think there's, there's not just one happily ever after. And I think we can mourn the loss of one ending that we thought we were going to get and still rejoice in another type of ending. Um, 
I had a friend who years ago, uh, um, you know, went through her pregnancy with her, you know, rejoiced with every milestone of her pregnancy with her. And when her daughter was born, her daughter had Down syndrome and it was not something that was expected and it wasn't something that she was prepared for. And um, someone had sent her a verse that that really moved me and and stuck with me. And it was kind of like, I'll, you know, I'll condense it down, but it was basically like she had prepared for a trip to Paris and you had, you know, she'd done all her research on Paris and she'd been so excited to do all these things that she'd heard about in Paris and, and to experience Paris. And when she got off the plane, she was in, you know, Denmark and Denmark was beautiful and it had its own, you know, qualities and it had its own benefits. And there were, you know, there were wonderful things to experience in Denmark, but it wasn't what she was prepared for. But it didn't mean that she didn't have a wonderful experience there and I and I think that can apply to so many areas of life that we may have in our head one thing that we've planned of how it's going to work out or how it's going to turn out or what we're going to get and then something happens where we go on a completely different path and we can mourn what we thought we were going to have and we we can even be disappointed that we didn't get to experience that but we have to be careful not to miss the beauty of the journey that we're on and the experience that we're on. Absolutely. And I think really probably the the ability to make it through life on a somewhat happy uh, keel, a somewhat even keel and, and with, with happiness is to manage expectations. Yes. Because if you are able to adjust your expectations, disappointment is fine. It's fine to be disappointed. It's fine to, to mourn not going to Paris, right? But... We have to then be able to adjust and say, okay, um, yes, I'm, I'm really sad that I didn't go to Paris, but now how can I really get the most out of Denmark that I that I want? And um, I, I've known two people in my lifetime whose expectations were disappointed, and um, and that really affected their entire life. They let it um, sour their life. And, and I've tried to be very mindful about saying, okay, this is not the way I expected it to be, but what can I, what can I draw out of it that is positive and how do I readjust and how do I set new goals? And, and I think you're correct that that's, I, I would say that's one of the keys to happiness mm-hmm. is being able to take the situation that you're in and finding value in it and finding joy in it, finding contentment in it you know, even when it's not what you plan for it to be, because I, you know, life does that to us constantly, you know, the throughout, throughout our life, there's, there's always those, you know, missed opportunities or failed opportunities or, or, you know, unexpected uh, diversions and obstacles and dead ends. And I think that being able to take that and find something of value in it is, is really what it takes to be able to find some level of happiness and joy. So, so, and what we've just done is exactly why I think we need to do a podcast because we just took like why podcasts are popular and we ran through <laughs> gone with the wind and, um, you know, complications of pregnancies and into like life and happiness and contentment. And we had sex in there. No, we didn't have sex in there. We discussed sex. Suddenly this podcast that. went from being yes, rated PG. No, to let me just clarify. We, we did not have sex. Um, and at no time during the podcast will we be having sex um with each other so our goal for the podcast is to stick to a length of about 30 minutes um Mm -hmm. which we're getting close to now and we want to do that to kind of honor your time listening because who has more than 30 minutes to listen like i've 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 gotten really interesting podcasts before but they're like a couple of hours long so it literally takes me like a month to finish them 
And we also want to bring something to you. We're going to try to bring something to you every week. Um, our lives are nuts, just like your lives are nuts. So we'll do our best to get something to you every week and keep it to about 30 minutes. If you would like to reach out to us, if you want to comment on anything we discussed in the podcast, if you have a topic you would like for us to discuss, or if you have a question for us, please email us at anopendialogue1, the number one, at gmail.com. You can find both of us on social media, um, Tadra Candle and Violet Howe. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We both have websites, so you are welcome to find us. And um, yeah, I guess thanks for being here. If you're still listening, that's awesome, and we appreciate it. And um, please keep listening. Please, uh, you know, subscribe keep, to keep, us. Yes, yeah, subscribe please to subscribe. our podcast and keep tuning in. Yes. And um, we'll try to to find interesting things to discuss. So thanks. Bye bye.